0: Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Joey Robert Parks. He is a 32 book author and ghostwriter and the da Vinci of writing. He can write in any style, genre, or topic and make it sound natural like he's been an expert in it for decades. I have Dr. Mohan Ananda. He is a scientist, lawyer, serial entrepreneur, and author of the book, Autobiography of an Immigrant, which has been translated into multiple languages. He is passionate about helping people succeed in business. And I have Caitlin Nishadowitz. She's the senior manager of talent at Alcogen, where she leads their global learning and talent management initiatives. She is passionate about helping individuals make an impact and exceed their potential. The question I have today, what is office politics and what has been your experience with it? Mohan, kick us off.
1: Of course, if you have bad office politics in a small company, the person who's creating the bad effect has to be removed. Otherwise, there is no growth opportunity at all. Mm. But in a large company, because what happens is there are a lot of groups. Those groups will try to compete with each other. They will have uh, create some rumors. There will be all kinds of potential negative aspects could be done. So office politics has these two elements, the negative part, which should be stopped as soon as you find it. I mean, especially people in leadership. If, if it is creating good value, that should be supported. That's my thought.
0: Caitlin? Yeah,
2: you know, when I first hear the word office politics, I think I, I probably common among people is negative words i think deceitful and dishonest and manipulation and then the more i thought about it the more i realized just as mohan said office politics are inevitable um because when i think about office politics what is it it's building relationships it is influencing others making change happen in an organization and all of those things inherently are not bad and so Mohan said there's positive and there's negative, and I would agree. And I think the culture of an organization dictates what the office politics are. If there's a negative culture, those office politics are going to be that of deceit and manipulation and stress and anxiety are going to be felt. But if there's a positive culture in a company... Then uh, Mohan, I love that word of innovation, right? There's going to be positive things that come from those office politics, cross collaboration, new ideas, um, engagement among the organization. And so I think the culture and and top leadership plays a huge part of that is going to help dictate what those office politics look like.
3: Interesting. So my experience as a freelancer working with organizations has been it's it's I'm gonna take a a different approach, not denying at all what you guys have said. My experience has been navigating it, coming in from the outside is I've learned some things. (laughs) 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 One is don't try to change their the way they work. If they say we do emails and don't text me, even though it's a quick instant thing and they you can text them, don't send emails. They don't have to explain to you why it is That they do that and and everybody else does it differently there's all these things and there's all and i i've experienced all the negative and all the all the it feels like conspiracy theories you're dealing with so i work with the the presidents and the the ceos and stuff like that or just the vp and so you get ushered into that and you feel like hey i'm in and i'm connected with the man or the woman at the top you learn listen pay attention Follow the way they do things. Don't try to go around it. Don't try to come up with quick, innovative, fast ways to do it. On occasion, yes, fine. But do not make it your habit of trying to adapt, feeling like, oh, we're both gonna, we're both gonna adapt. The office politics is gonna adapt to mine and I'm gonna adapt to theirs. And yeah, not so much. So if you can learn to flow with that, it, it's fine. And you don't even have to understand it. <laughs>
1: But I I take an important kind of a position that uh, if politics is creating negative in the company, the company's culture will be bad and the success of the company, especially if you are in the growth phase, you should stop it as soon as possible. If you don't do it, it's it's almost like an infection. Uh, Once uh, something happens, everybody goes, it's almost like a bad apple in the in yeah. the bucket. And if you don't pick it out and throw, all apple becomes bad. So that yeah. is an aspect which is especially important for uh, the growing companies. But in large companies, you, you will have multiple divisions and one division does it, it may not affect that much, but uh, I would be very careful that you, you can leverage it and make it better. That is, you can create competition in the positive way. That is fine. But competition and rumors to to do harm to somebody, that should be stopped immediately.
3: Yeah, I agree, like speak up if you see issues, whether you're in the organization or outside, speak up uh, and let them solve it. Let them work that out, yeah.
0: I always, when I worked in corporate, I always felt like I failed it off as politics. And I saw it negative, very much being thrown on the bus, manipulation, people lying about things. And I never felt like management or leadership really knew, like they didn't see it happening. So then right. my question is to the three of you, how does management know? Like, how do you know if you've got a bad apple? The
1: good leadership will know. The lack of real leadership capability is because of that they did not, they can't understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, a good leader, if, if the company which you are talking about, Robin, that leadership was back, <laughs> in my opinion. Because if there is something happening, it percolates up. You know that this is happening. And you should stop it as soon as you find I mean, that's my experience. I'm telling you. I've, I've had quite a lot of uh, that kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I, if you don't stop it, it's a... The yeah. I
2: think part of it, too, goes back. I, I keep going back to this word culture, and I know culture is a buzzword and it can mean a lot of different things. But if the environment that the leadership has created is not one where feedback is regularly provided or it's a coaching environment, if those things don't exist, it is a lot harder, I think, for those leaders to understand some of those things are that are happening perhaps when they're turned the other way right and so to Mohan's point of him saying it's poor leadership if they don't know right we need to know where people know what's going on and part of being that effective leader is are you creating a space where people number one can come to you and share those frustrations and challenges and are you tuned in enough to pick up on those subtle cues if someone's not Comfortable sharing something, are you picking up on those nonverbals or when deadlines aren't hitting or you're hearing two different stories? Are you tuned in and curious enough to lean in and ask the questions to invite those answers?
1: The leadership, if they don't really recognize it or know, they will know when good people start to. It's also true. It's going happen. I mean, yeah. you don't want to wait because your assets, as I always tell the assets of a company, are the people. And if you start myth, uh, losing uh, good people, that means something is wrong with the leadership. So leadership has to recognize or they should look for these things. I mean, this is a common thing. It's nothing you know, great. It is happening. So you have to look for it and stop it at the right time. Yeah. So this politics can destroy the, the company.
3: Figure out who the decision maker is, like a kind of a classic scenario, who who is the person it, that's going to be most receptive to what I'm experiencing. and and initially, yes, it's the person you're talking with, but that's not always the solution. you You don't want to feel like I'm not going to go over their head that that concept, but who is the person that would be most receptive to hearing that? Figure mm-hmm. that out and then, you know, go talk to them.
0: <laughs> I have somebody who said that she always thinks about who's going to be the most negatively impacted when this goes sideways. That's the leader she goes and talks to, and basically says, Hey, I need to have a conversation with you in confidence. And, Joey, I want to go back to something you said
2: that resonated with me in that if you're coming in from the outside, whether you're a consultant working with Mm -hmm. a company or perhaps a new employee joining an organization, trying to come in right away and start making all of these changes to an organization, you're right, is not the way to achieve success. You have to go in and learn and Again, is this part of the politics? You have to build trust with people before right. you can start making requests. But again, all of that plays into politics and in that building relationships and trust. So I wanted to, to touch on that because I think oh. that's a great point.
0: But we Unfortunately, we're going to have to end it there because that is our 10 minutes. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me about office politics. So important, such a huge part of being in the work environment. And I appreciate you sharing your thoughts and experiences. I'll talk Thanks. to you all again really soon.